All right. All right. Let's see what we got going on here. Okay. I think we have a connection. Fritz Bergen, good morning. Bloodandfaith.com. It's Super Saturday. It's the weekend time. It's time to cause the double the problems. Talking to my wife the other day. She says, what have you been doing, honey? I said, oh, just causing trouble. Just causing trouble for the devil. Devil's really mad at me. Devil's little babies. Satan's babies are mad at me today. She says, oh, that's so nice. <laughs> when you wake up in the morning, you better have the devil after you. When you wake up in the morning, the devil's children, the synagogue of Satan, better hate your guts. Because if they don't, what are you doing? If they don't hate your guts, what are you doing? The answer is you're not doing anything. If you get up in the morning and the enemy is not after you, where are you in this war? The answer is you've given up or you've sided with the enemy. The church, 90% of the church has become Judeo-Christians. 90% of the church would rather bow down and grovel before the synagogue of Satan than stand up for the words that Jesus Christ said. Oh, I guess it is Super Saturday, isn't it? Wasn't expecting that out of my mouth in the first five minutes of, 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 of this live stream. <clears throat> Fritzbergerbloodin.com. I put up an article. Yeah, now I got to. Now you're gonna you're gonna make me go look look for it. Put up an article yesterday, last night, I want to say. And uh, the title was "The Theological Necessity of Noticing the Jews." It's not a choice; it's a necessity. People say, "Oh, it doesn't matter if they're Jews or not." No, 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 no. Wrong answer. If the Holy Scriptures notice, you need to notice. If Jesus Christ notices, you need to notice. If the book of Acts notices, you need to notice. If the book of Acts says Jew 82 times in the book of Acts alone, you need to notice. The church needs to notice. The church needs to call it out. church needs to know who their enemy is. Oh, but they're not our enemy. They're God's chosen people. That's a lie. That's a deception of Satan. Satan is the deceiver of the nations. The, the father of those who call themselves the Jews is the devil, according to Jesus Christ, John chapter 8. This stuff is so clear. It's crystal clear. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. Once you understand what Jesus Christ said, boom, your world will change. John chapter 8 is fundamental, uh, 39 through 59. It's only 20 verses. Memorize that stuff over and over and over. He says, the Jews, the Jews, the Jews, the Jews. Jesus Christ says, God is not your father. He said, God's not your father. You are of your father, the devil. And you do the things that he wants you to do because he's a murderer and he's a liar from the beginning. <clears throat> oh, I was taught that the Jews are God's chosen people. Jesus taught something quite different, didn't he? Jesus didn't come to save the Jews. He came to save the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I'm telling you what, man. Once you get this, it, your world will change. Now, are a bunch of Jews saved? Sure they are. But it depends on what you define as a Jew. Is it Was Saul a Jew? If you define Saul as Jew, fine. He gets saved. He gets converted to Jesus Christ, and he renounces his Judaism. He now renounces the Talmud. Absolutely renounces the traditions of the elders, the traditions of the fathers. Is a Jew somebody that's a direct descendant of Judah? Well, there's, there's probably none of them left. Or if there are, we don't know who they are. Most of the people that call themselves to Jews today in 2023, their, their ancestors converted Judaism. A lot of them were Khazars in the area around Ukraine today, which makes, which I'm telling you, you need, you need to set up a notice on that one. Zelensky's a Jew. 
Uh, that's the homeland of the Khazars, and uh, over a thousand years ago, they converted en masse, en masse, to the Talmud. They became Talmud people, what we now call today Jews. Apparently, a couple hundred years ago, two, three hundred years ago, they didn't even call themselves Jews. They called themselves whatever they called themselves. But it keeps changing to fit the times, baby. And so when Jesus Christ comes out and says, hey, they're not real Jews, they're fake Jews, they're liars, they're of the synagogue of Satan, I suggest you wake up and listen to what the Master said, Christian. Christianity has a chief theological officer. Church, did you know that? He has a, it has a chief theological officer. He determines what orthodoxy is. That chief theological officer is Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ made it crystal clear. He says, these people, they call themselves Jews, Jews, they're not. They're of the synagogue of Satan. Oh, you can't say anti-Semitic. Listen, we're not getting free <clears throat> of the bondage that we're under until we recognize who the enemy is and recognize who our Savior. And, and, I, I, and I, I speak that to the church, and I speak that to all Europeans and everybody on the face of the earth, for that matter. If you bow down and grovel before the Jews, you're serving the Antichrist. If you lift up your heads and look to Jesus Christ, there's salvation. He's your monarch. If you're somewhere in between, if you're lukewarm, he spits you out of his mouth. You can't be a Judeo-Christian. There's no Judeo-Christians. Judeo is Antichrist. Judaism is fundamentally Antichrist. They'll tell you that. They'll tell you that. Any Jew will tell you that Judaism is Antichrist. They will, they will flat out tell you that. They may not use that term, but they are against Christ. Who's the liar? Those that reject the Father and the Son. Church is not going to win until we figure out who the enemy is. The enemy is the synagogue of Satan. It's, it's the people that call themselves Jews but are not, but lie. Oh, but you're anti-Semitic. Who was the enemy of Jesus Christ? It was the Pharisees. What were the Pharisees? They were the teachers of the Talmud. They were the Talmud teachers. They were the Talmud teachers, the Pharisees. They taught the traditions that were handed down by the fathers. And they, they overruled the written word of God. They overruled the books of Moses. They overruled the prophets. They said, no, no, no. It says that, but it doesn't mean that. Here's the tradition by which we will interpret that. Church has done the same thing today. Church has gone the, the way of the Jews, the way of the Talmud people in 2023, ever since World War II at least, the last couple hundred years. It's been a couple hundred years that the church has started to go down that way. Rejected historical Christianity, rejected the Holy Scriptures, and come up with these new fantasies. Come up with these new fantasies. Oh, well, it means something different. We're going to have, you know, the Jews are God's chosen people, and there's going to be this rapture, and uh, everything's wonderful. We're going to build another temple, and fantasy, traditions, precepts of the elders that overwrites, overwrites the written word of God. Do you want to know the final answer on the JQ, on the Jewish question? Jesus Christ gave it 2,000 years ago. He gave it in the Revelation 2.9, Revelation 3.9, when he's revealing himself. Jesus Christ is revealing himself. That's what the Revelation is, the Apocalypsis. He reveals himself. He says, here, here, this is who I am, everybody. I'm the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. I'm the source of all things and the purpose and destiny of all things. He's the creator. He's the one that spoke to Moses and David and Gideon and Joshua and Isaac and Abraham and Jacob. Jesus Christ is the God of the patriarchs. 
He spoke to them face to face as a man speaks with a friend, just like God spoke with Moses face to face as a man speaks from the friend. The Father did not do that. It was the Son. It was Jesus Christ. It was Jesus Christ that the patriarchs served Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And when these people who call themselves Jews reject Jesus Christ, sorry, Jesus Christ was very clear. you got to read John chapter 8, 39 through 59. He says, if Abraham was your, was your father, you would have believed in me. And if you would have believed in what Moses wrote, you would have believed in me. When the day comes, Jesus Christ says, when the day comes for the judgment day, he says, I won't accuse you. I'm not going to be the one that accuses you. Moses will accuse you. Moses will accuse you, you people who call yourselves Jews. Church, if you want freedom, you, you got you to get on board this. You got to get on board this. And, and, and I stay away from the historical stuff. I stay away from you know what happened in World War II. I stay away from most of the stuff because I got the Word of God. Well, Fritz, but you said that the Khazars converted to... Well, according to all the history I read, I do have a PhD in history, <clears throat> by the way. And if they did, what Jesus Christ there says, hey, hey, anybody you convert to your Talmud, they become twice the sons that you Pharisees already are. So I, he got you covered both ways. So for the Pharisees, whoever they were descended of, including Saul, who was of the tribe of Benjamin, he says, you're a son of hell. And of the convert, he says, you're become twice the sons of the hell that the Pharisees already are. Says the chief theological officer of the Christian faith, Jesus Christ. And when he reveals himself and who he is to John in the Revelation, here's what he says. He writes to the European churches. First of all, he writes to the European churches. He never wrote to a church in, in Judea. Not, not a one for the churches in, 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 uh, in Revelation, the seven churches. He doesn't write to a single church in the land of Judea. Not one of them. He doesn't write to a single church in East India. He doesn't write a single, to a single church in Babylon or in Africa or in China or in Western Hebrew. Anywhere on the face of earth, he writes the seven letters to the seven churches that are European churches. They're all on the west coast of Anatolia. Every one of them was a European church, and they all spoke Greek, a European tongue. Why do you think the Bible was written in a European tongue? Because that is where the gospel goes to. Does it go to all the world? Yes. Is it for all the nations? Yes. Is he, is he going to have a people every, out of every tongue, tribe, people, a nation? Yes, he is. But I'm flat out telling you, go read. I mean, it's, 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 it's so obvious. But you know what? who the deceiver is? Satan is the deceiver. And he deceives nations. He deceives the church. He deceived Eve. He deceived Eve even before Eve fell. She, he deceived Eve. You don't think the church is susceptible to, the, to Satan's deception? And, 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 and what he does is his lies are so big and so bold, he inverts the truth. You got these doggone churches. I'd use a worse word, but they're out there with the homosexual flag out there waving around. What? Come on. My God, people. Uh, and you got no excuses. I don't care if you're, you're an atheist or a Christian. You got no, There's no excuse for homosexuality. None. Oh, we're just following the silence. Yeah. Well, you know what? Homosexuals die out in one generation, baby. One generation. Mammals do not reproduce homosexuality, period. They're done in that same generation. End. And the only way they get more is they convert them. They go out and do bad things to other people. Kids. There is no homosexual gene. 
It's evil, man. It's fundamentally evil. It goes against what God did in Genesis chapter 1 when he created a male and a female. And he partnered them in here. He said, you two, you get together, you reproduce and multiply. It is impossible for homosexuality to fulfill the command of God. It's death in one generation. God's command was life and multiply and reproduce. That's why I go over it. You forget some little scripture in Leviticus. I'm very familiar with those scriptures. I'm talking big picture. It goes against the foundations of all creation. Reproduce and multiply, man. Here's a man and a woman. And the church rejects that, and the atheists reject that. And the atheists, to the atheists, I say, how, how, how can you justify this in the name of science? It's, it's death in exactly one generation. Biological death, genetic death, it's gone. How can this, if you believe in evolution, this, this is an impossibility. It instantly breeds itself out of existence. And, and you're promoting it in the name of what? Science? Same with this transsexual demon worship. You're going to deface the image of God by cutting up children and giving them hormones. You, you've, you've raped that child physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually and destroyed them forever. Can they have redemption as individuals? Sure, they can convert. But it's like a guy that goes to war and he gets two legs blown off. Yeah, you can, you can convert and become a Christian, but your legs are gone, buddy. And when you do that to a kid, you've destroyed them. Whether they get converted to Jesus Christ or not, you've destroyed them. That, that, those things don't come back. Oh, God can heal anything. God can, yeah, He does. But you know what? A lot of times, He doesn't. A lot of, a lot of men come back from the Middle East with, with body parts missing, and, and, and God, ain't, God ain't grown them back new limbs. That's just the way it is. And when you go through life, you get scarred, you get destroyed, you get emotionally, psychologically, and physically devastated. And you're wounded, and you walk with a limp for the rest of your life, and that's the way it is. It scarred you forever. Until you're a new creation, until the resurrection, until God does whatever God does after it's all over. I don't know. But in this life, that's it. And all those little changes you're doing from a boy to a girl and a girl to a boy, none of it changes your DNA. None of it changes an XY to an XX or vice versa. It's like people, you're, you're ignorant. You're utter, you atheists are utterly ignorant if you support that stuff. Don't tell me it's scientific. All right. We're on a roll this morning. I'm happy with how this is going. You know, every once in a while I'll get on here and I'll start talking and you don't know how you, you, you wake it up and you feel like you feel like you're, you know, six feet deep in the mud and you never know what's going to happen. All right, I want to talk about racism and anti-Semitism. If you've heard me before, you know my take on this. Anybody that goes out there railing against racism and homophobia and anti-Semitism is either so smart they know the con they're pulling or they're just ignoramuses. They're either so smart they know the lie that they're propagating or they're, they're intellectual midgets. Now, once upon a time, people would invent these words knowing what they are doing. You want a theological foundation for this? It's called Traditions of the Elders, Precepts of Men. You're just inventing stuff out of whole cloth, saying, Thou shalt not be racist, thou shalt not be homophobic, thou shalt not be anti-Semitic. No foundation whatsoever in the Holy Scriptures. 
And men cannot even define this. They can't define it. You know why there's no law against racism? Because people can't define it. You, you, you can get all the lawyers together in a room. You cannot define what racism is. They can't even define what racism is. They can't even define what a woman is. And you're going to define racism? It's, 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 a, it's a false concept. On one hand, they say, well, race is fixed. On the other hand, they say, well, race is a social construct. Well, if it's a social construct, why, why are you against racism if it's all a bunch of malarkey? Ignorant men bandy about these terms and preen in their self-righteousness. Ignorant men preen and pose in their moral holier-than-thou attitude, looking at people saying, oh, I'm not racist and sexist and homophobic like Fritz is. Gee, kind of reminds me of that Pharisee in the temple praying to God. Oh, God, notice me. I'm not a sinner like that man over there. It's the same people, man. It's the same spirit. Nothing has changed in 2,000 years. It's the same Pharisees. And the church is full of a bunch of Pharisees, too, that invent the traditions of men and the precepts of the elder, and they overwrite the Word of God with the precepts of men and, and the traditions of the elders. And they, and they claim to be so righteous, and they're imposters, and they're liars, and they're frauds. They're moral posers, and they're intellectual midgets, and they're full of the fear of men. You can't, even you can't even define what race is. I've had these conversations with people that are highly educated and very intelligent. And after about five minutes, it just starts stumbling over the words. I had this conversation with one of my sons once, who's a brilliant kid, teenager, brilliant kid. We went down a rabbit hole. I said, what does this mean? And next thing you know, he's just like, Wow, I just never thought about that, Dad. I said, well, that's why we're having this conversation. I, used, I like to go on long drives with my kids because I like to drive and I like to see the countryside and the mountains and the, the woods and all this stuff. And every once in a while, I'll drag a kid along with me and I get them all to myself for a couple hours. And so he's stuck with Dad. I said, what, what, you know, what, what, what is, you know, you're not, because he asked me, Dad, you're, I think your ideas are kind of racist. I said, okay. <laughs> I said, let's go there. I said, What's, what does it mean to be racist? What's a racist? He says, well, you don't like somebody because of their color. I said, well, I, I don't have any problem with anybody's color. I, I dislike some people, but it's never been based on their color. And I gave some very specific examples that my son absolutely could not argue with. <laughs> he says, well, it's it's... Treating somebody different because they're of a different color. I said, well, who have I treated different because of their color? Anyway, it, it, it doesn't take long, and they're just like, they don't know what to say. They don't know what, it's like, they're lost. There's no intellectual foundation for that accusation, and that is why it is used, because you can't refute what you can't define. You can't say I'm not a racist because because you never define what racism is in the first place. That's why it's such a powerful term. That's why it's a powerful term. You can't define it. If you can't define it, you can't refute it. Satan is the accuser. Satan is the accuser. Christian, ding, 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 ding. Who's the accuser? Satan is the accuser. And he is out there accusing you of things that you can't defend against because to defend against it, you got to define it. Nobody's saying the devil's not smart. 
Nobody's ever said the devil's not smart. He's smarter than you and I are. And you're out there saying, I'm not a racist because, and it's like, you're, you're, it's a fool's errand. It's an utter fool's errand because there is no definition for it. And anything you say, they're going to laugh you and mock at you. And it says, oh, you're just uh, uh, white fragility. And they're going to come up with this other stuff. I wrote an essay. I wrote a couple essays. This is, I don't know, a couple years ago. You've heard of white fragility, right? Well, this, this is where whites get, whites get uh, uh, sensitive when you accuse them of being racist. And so I wrote two articles, one on uh, uh, liberal fragility and the other on Jewish fragility. Oh, God, they didn't like that at all. I mean, you take this. I, I took the definition out of some article on Wikipedia, and I basically changed, basically changed from from white to Jewish. And if it does not fit, I don't know what to tell you. It fit like a glove, baby. Jewish fragility. Oh my God! You can't criticize us. You can't say anything. No. Jewish fragility. Liberal fragility. We need some intellectual leaders out there that can do a little judo and flip things on their head and, and, and pin them to the ground and, and, and give them the old one-two. Intellectual midgets use these terms or complete liars do, one or the other. You're either a complete liar knowing what you're doing. It's just this random accusation. Oh, he's racist. He's anti-Semitic. Well, what does that mean? Well, you're against the Jews. Okay, let's just take that. I'm against the Jews. In what way? Well, well, did I shoot one? Did I hang one? Did I beat one up? Did I run one over with a truck? Well, no, you didn't. Well, then what is it to be against the Jews? What does that even mean? Well, you know what you say. Yeah, I know what I say. So what's your point? What is it that I'm doing wrong? Well, you're saying things that uh, don't make the Jews look good. Okay, and so what? So what? You don't think I get that every day? When people say things about Fritz Berger that doesn't make me look good, calling me the racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, vice versa, what is your point? What does that even mean? And the answer is, they're just these accusations out there. Well, you're stirring up hatred. Whoa, 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 okay, right there, stop right there. I'm stirring up hatred, that's a good one. You're stirring up hatred. Isn't calling somebody a Nazi stirring up hatred? Well, uh, but it's just what you are. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now you're changing the definition. You just said uh, it, it, it's it's stirring up hatred. Yet by your own words, you know very well that calling somebody a Nazi and a racist and, and a Hitler and a fascist is stirring up hatred. So there goes that definition of, of anti-Semitism or racism. Calling somebody a racist is an act of hate. Calling somebody anti-Semitic is an act of hate. I, I, look, it's, it, this, is, this is the hypocrisy of the Jews. This is the hypocrisy of the Jews right here. They do what they accuse others of doing. Anti-Defamation League is a perfect example. We're against hate in all its forms. All they do is spread hate. That's all they do. They traffic in hate. They traffic in stirring up enmity against people they don't like and people they disagree with. They're the ultimate hypocrites. Guess what? Nothing new. Nothing new in 2,000 years. Why don't you people go back and read the Holy Scriptures? Read what Jesus Christ said. Read the Gospel. Read Matthew. Read Mark. Read Luke. Read John. And read about the Jews and their hypocrisy. Nothing has changed in 2,000 years. Well, see, what you said is anti-Semitic. I don't care. I don't care. It's not a term that has any hold on anymore. I left that cult. 
Y'all need to leave the cult. You got these little silly man-made moralities that you put on people to cudgel them into intellectual, political, spiritual, and philosophical submission. I won't have it. I don't want anything to do with it. My truth is the Word of God. My truth is the Holy Scriptures. Well, the Holy Scriptures are anti-Semitic. Fine, then I'm anti-Semitic. I'll own it. Because you know what? I serve Jesus Christ. And I know what the Jews consider him. They hate his guts. The Jews hate Jesus Christ's guts. And just go do a little, go, go to Google, go ask your buddy Google or Siri or Alexa and say, is the New Testament anti-Semitic? Oh, God, they got a whole industry on how they, the New Testament's anti-Semitic. Fine. John 8, 44, Jesus Christ looks at the Jews and said, you are of your father, the devil. Christians own it. Stop being ashamed of the words of Jesus Christ. Mark 84, 848 warns us. Mark 838. Jesus says, if you're ashamed of me and my words, and my words, I'll be ashamed at you of you when I show up in the glory of my Father's holy angels. Right there, boom, gotcha. Checkmate. Oh, well, that's just one verse. Yeah, well, bloodandfaith.com. I got years of writing on this stuff. Jesus Christ says in Revelation 2.9, talks about the people that call themselves Jews, but they're not Jews. They're liars. And Revelation 3.9, those that call themselves Jews, but are not, but lie and are of the synagogue of Satan. Revelation 3.9. Well, you know, that's just, you know, I think you're taking that out of context. I know, that's what they always say, right? Well, let's go to Revelation 22. I think it's verse 19. What does it say? What does it say? Hey, if anybody adds to this words... We're going to add him to the lake of fire. Anybody who takes these words away, gets rid of these words, we're going, to, we're going to take his name out of the book of life. That's not the exact translation. I've got to find it here. I don't, I don't want to leave you hanging. God will take away his part from the tree of life and from that holy city. If you take out any of those words in that prophecy, of John called the Revelation. So if you're denying Revelation 2.9 and you're denying Revelation 3.9, here's what Jesus Christ says. God will take away your name. He will take away your part from the tree of life and from the holy city. Plus Mark 8, 8.38. Intellectual midgets use the term racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, and anti-Semitic. It takes... Five minutes to tear those terms apart. Satan loves those words because they're very useful in cudgeling people into moral, intellectual, and political submission. Oh, you're you can't if you're if you're for a wall on the southern border, that means you're racist. Forget your term. I don't care about your term. Term has no foundation in the Holy Scriptures. The very first border guard, armed border guard in the Holy Scriptures was in the Garden of Eden. It goes all the way back. Armed border guard in the Garden of Eden. Angels put there so nobody goes back in and gets to the tree of life. Armed border guard. That's where I get my values. That's where I get my narrative. That's where I get my understanding of how things are and how things work. Go look at ancient Israel. Go look at ancient Israel. Hey, they had borders, baby. Here's your border. Not only do they have borders for the nation of Israel, but they had borders for each of the individual 13 tribes. Don't give me this no nations, no borders stuff. It's anti-Christ. Christ is the Word of God from Genesis to the Revelation. 
He's the Word of God. There's a reason he's called the Word of God. And the church is full of intellectual midgets too. Well, you can't be racist, and you can't be homophobic, and you can't be xenophobic. Why not? Well, you don't even know what those terms mean. You can't even define those terms. And if you do, it's like, okay, here's what it says. Borders. Borders. That's it. When God formed a nation, he formed it out of a, a ethnic group that had a common ancestor, Jacob, who was renamed Israel. You've got a group of people that have stolen the name today. They're liars. They're liars. Those who call themselves Jews, but they're not, and they're liars. And they're of the synagogue of Satan. They're liars, like their father's a liar. Who is the liar? It's he that rejects the father and the son. That's all. What else do you need to know? And you build up this little cult, this Judeo-Christian cult, Judeo-Christianity. It's got nothing to do with Holy Scriptures. Oh, I know. You got your John 3.16. You got your Scripture here. You got your Scripture there. But when it comes down to the meat of it, you're calling a people that has explicitly rejected Jesus Christ. You're calling them God's chosen people? That is an inversion of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's an inversion of what Jesus Christ said and taught. That's an inversion of the book of Acts. That's an inversion of the revelation. This has to get dealt with in the church. It has to get dealt with. Pastors won't go there because they've, you know, they've, they've grown up in, the, in this tradition, in this Judeo-Christian nonsense. I did too. I heard that from my you know, elders way back when. I think I've told you that story before. That one day I woke up a few years back and said, there's, there's a demonic hatred against whites. It's not, I mean, I've learned this stuff. I've been to grad school, got my PhD, heard this out of the professor's mouths. White people are the cause of all the trouble in the world. And I just poo-pooed them off, just like, oh, yeah, God, another stupid Marxist professor. Yeah, I'll be glad when I'm done with this program. Well, those Marxist professors train your grade school teachers, guys. And your grade school teachers train your grade grade schoolers. That's why you have CRTs in the school state, because universities are seminaries. They're religious institutions. And you seminate, you seminate the seed of their ideas. And you can't be a Sunday school, you can't be a grade school teacher unless you got your blessings from the false prophets of the university that give you a piece of paper saying, we have graduated this person with a bachelor's degree in elementary education. Now they're, uh, uh, they're permitted to go teach the third graders. And so those professors, the false prophets, they indoctrinate the future third grade teachers with CRT. Whether they call it that or not, it's the same thing. White people are the cause of all the evils of the world. And they create their little stories. I don't want to get too far into that. Popular culture, remember the movie, you, you don't, you're too young. TV show Roots, oh, white people evil, black people innocent victims. You certainly know about all the Holocaust museums. It's, it's the national religion for the Jews. That's their whole identity. And you use guilt on people that didn't do anything wrong to get your way. Christian, you, man, white man, you got to get out of this. Am I for white men? Yes. Oh, that's racist. I don't care. It's, it's not a word that's in the Bible. Uh, in fact, the Bible very, is very clear. Honor your father and mother. Honor your ancestors. 
be racially loyal. That is absolutely a biblical concept. Oh, I know it scares you. It scares you, doesn't it? Because you've been taught all your life that you can't be racist. And being racist means that you love your own white race. Now, if you're black, you can do it. That's permitted. If you're Jewish, you can do it. That's permitted. And that's the hypocrisy of the Jew. That's the hypocrisy of the Jew right there. They can love their race, but the whites can't. They can protect their race, but the whites can't. That's the hypocrisy of the Jews. Where did I come up with that? I came up with that from Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ called him out. He said, hey, y'all are hypocrites. You serpents, you vipers, how shall you escape the sentence of hell? Jesus Christ said to the teachers of the Talmud, Matthew chapter 23. You know the opinion of Jesus Christ towards the Talmud, towards Judaism? Matthew 23. Birthed by Satan himself. Judaism. The patriarchs served Jesus Christ. They served Jesus Christ. They saw him face to face. Moses saw Jesus Christ face to face, spoke with him as a man speaks with his friends. That was not with the Father. That, that was with Jesus Christ, the Son of God. All right. Have we covered that? I don't think I'll ever stop talking about this stuff. This this is it's gone deep into the heart of the church, and it needs to be excised. The cancer needs to be cut off. And and I was listening to some pastor the other day, some Lutheran pastor, and he was he was railing on, posing in his little moral self righteousness. We're against racism. We're against anti-Semitism. It's like, dude, man, you make me want to puke. Why don't you go read your Bible? Read the Holy Scriptures. Read John chapter 8. Read Revelation 2.9, Revelation 3.9. And I got it. Satan is a deceiver, and he's deceived even the church. I need to look up that scripture where it says even, the, even some of the, the great deception, even some of the elect will be deceived, if that's even possible. All right. That's it for now. Fritzbergen, bloodandfaith.com.